And the sixth point is developing responsibility. In developing responsibility, it's also important to understand cause and effect and also to know the methods of liberation. When people don't understand cause and effect, then what happens is they enter into all sorts of actions with which they wish to attain happiness or joy or be free from suffering. But in reality, what they're doing is creating their own future suffering. People may be controlled by the winds of karma if they don't understand cause and effect. They're controlled by their habits. As soon as their habits arise, they just follow those habits. Sentient beings don't have any control or very little control or mastery over their habits. And then when karma arises, they are just blown in the direction of the winds of karma, according to their old habits. Just like the grass on the high felt or, or like the grass on the prairies, you get this long grass. And when the wind blows, the grass just blows in the direction of the wind and sways in the direction of the wind. Not many sentient beings have considered or have the wisdom of where the causes of suffering and the causes of happiness really come from. People work very hard. Why are they working so hard? Because they wish to avoid suffering. They wish to avoid loss, or they believe that what they're going to do is bring them some happiness. And in working very hard, sometimes people endure a lot of hardship, a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulties. And then sometimes they're successful, which is wonderful, and sometimes they're not, in which case they experience unhappiness. And then sometimes when they are successful, it doesn't bring them the happiness that they want, because what they have, either they are worried about losing it, they do all sorts of things to protect their wealth or to protect their happiness. So in a way, their wealth, their fame or reputation becomes a source of their unhappiness or the source of worry and anxiety. Over some people, as a result of getting or accumulating that wealth, they start to view other people suspiciously or with doubt or look down on other people. So it becomes a source of pride, which also then becomes a source of future suffering. And people really work very, very hard. So if they're going to work so hard, then it would be hopeful that what they're working so hard at will actually bring them the results that they're looking for. For some people as well, they do accumulate a lot. And what happens is it's just not enough. They get this and then they accumulate more and then their salary becomes bigger or their wealth becomes bigger, but then their, their spending becomes bigger as well. And so they are always working harder and harder, experiencing more pressure, more hardships in order to earn that extra money, that extra wealth, that extra fame. And in doing all of this, how much time do they get to actually appreciate what they have earned? Sometimes what happens in doing this is they spend more and more time away from home, so they don't get to enjoy the home that they've been able to purchase. They're away from their family, so they don't get the chance to spend quality time or that much time with their family. And what does their family need most? Sometimes is it wealth that they need most, or is it their care and attention that they need most? All in all, it's important to know what the causes of happiness and the causes of suffering are if we're going to endeavor and work so hard in a, wishing to attain happiness and not to suffer. In this respect, it's very important to understand the infallibility of cause and effect. 
by understanding the fallibility of cause and effect, we know where to put our energy, what causes negativity, what causes future pain and suffering and unhappiness and discomfort, and what brings about happiness and joy and kindness. And then when we understand this, we know where to concentrate our endeavors, and it's less likely that our endeavors are going to end up in disillusionment or the wish to have happiness. However, what we are doing is actually, in fact, creating our own future unhappiness or suffering. So that all our endeavors and hard work are not at odds with what we actually wish to achieve. And through these practices and cause and effect, we really understand through positivity, through the practice of wisdom, emptiness, and through the practice of positive deeds and actions, we increase generosity and kindness and patience and joy, the six parameters, and we reduce the causes of suffering, the 10 negative actions, the 10 non-virtuous deeds, and embark and engage in the positive deeds and actions. And the more and more we practice, the greater we become aware of the causes of pain and suffering and the benefits that arise from practicing generosity and kindness and patience and compassion. And the more and more we do this, the more and more we wish for others to have happiness and joy and love in their lives and not to suffer. Through our own practice of cause and effect and understanding of cause and effect, we realize that others are suffering as a result of the negative karma that they generated previously in this lifetime and in previous lifetimes. And in this way, we have compassion for them, for their suffering. And remember that everyone has a kind element in them. Even crooks and killers have kind elements within them. Crooks and killers, they might be nasty and horrible to many people, but there are people with whom they are kind to, that they get on with, that maybe they consider as friends. Remember that all sentient beings have at one stage been our mothers. And if we don't have kindness on them, if we don't treat them with respect, then who will? I remember with Rinpoche, people were saying to him, Rinpoche, but some of these people around you, they teach they treat you so badly, they talk negatively about, about you behind your back, and they do negative things. Why do you still treat them so kindly? Why are you still so nice to them? And Rinpoche answered, well, if I'm not kind to them, who's going to be kind to them? So if we're not kind, or if we're not respectful, or if we don't wish to try and help these people, or these sentient beings, then who is going to? And more and more we feel a responsibility towards helping them. And the more and more we wish for them and their lives to be filled with warmth and kindness and joy and to be free of the suffering that they're experiencing. And also, in doing this, we also realize more and more how precious this human life of ours is. These causes and conditions have come together and now we have this opportunity to really practice and to really benefit others, to benefit sentient beings to benefit all of these sentient beings who have once been our mothers and showed us great kindness in the past. And remember, life is impermanent. We don't know what will happen next, how quickly things may change. This is evident for all of us at the moment. We've seen now, with the result of this COVID, how quickly people's lives changed, 
how many things changed and really changed very quickly. And so really start this practice and develop our mind in this way. And don't postpone your practice to another day, another week, another month, and then a few months have gone past or a few years have gone past. And then all of that time is gone. It's over. We can't get it back. We can't turn the, the clock back. So in this way, it also benefits our future lives. We develop these habits, growing the habits of benefiting others and reducing our negativity, which improves our lives, makes our lives much better, much more pleasant in the future. We have much less suffering and it's of great benefit to others as well. So in these ways, we can also look to benefit and to repay the great kindness shown to us by all sentient beings that have once been our parents before in previous lives.